to the Nobody Asked Our Opinion podcast, a podcast where two pestilent cod pieces talk about all things pop culture. This cod piece is JJ. And this cod piece is Joanna. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Hi. Uh, hi. I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm exhausted and my feet hurt. But that's all because of, like, I don't know, we're, we're going to tech week next week. Oof. You won't hear my voice next week. Sorry, friends. I'll be in tech. Trying not to kill myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you'll be hearing a familiar voice next week. <laughs> but uh, shall we get, uh, let's get our gums a flapping on this news <laughs> shit. Uh, fun story I said before we hit record, um, we should get this roast to cook in. And that's what you took from that? Let's get our gums a flapping? That's gross. That's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> and you know what I don't like? Anyway. When Pat Sajak asks Vanna White if she wants... Uh, Listens, listens to, to opera in the nude in, in the nude and you're like huh <laughs> excuse me so when I read the article I was like clutching my pearls gasp but then I thought about it and I was like okay definitely shouldn't have happened on television and really like the editors of this, like, because they filmed these, like, a while ago. Like, they could have edited that out. Yeah. They could have had him do another take. They could have just glossed over part of it and just had it be, hey, Vanna, do you listen to opera? But they left it in. And so, shame on the editors. And two, um, Pat Sajak, I know, we know you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, Pat, come, come close, dear. Come close to your... Um, listen in. Listen in. Um, um, your best squirrel friends are here to talk to you. And, um, yeah, don't say that shit on television. I get that Vanna's your girlfriend. You, gr you, like, you two have been friends for over 30 years. Um, she has been your right-hand gal forever. You have been very instrumental in making sure that she has had more more things going on in her career as being you know besides just being the pretty lady who flips the letters and we appreciate you and snaps for all that but please don't put her on blast on television that is not what you do no 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 that's shit you that shit you say when the camera stops rolling because again like when jj and i were going over the news i was like bitch we've said worse things to each other like yesterday. Well, he's in a different position than I am. I'm not a beloved talk show host who's who has a certain level of uh, authority in a way in this realm. Like, and I'm super gay. <laughs> well, no, and I mean, but I mean, again, besides the point, don't say it on television because you you shouldn't. But because that's not the way you want to have like your relationship with your friends uh, like represented necessarily especially on like family friendly television. Yeah. But just... like you wait till the cameras are done or you know it's like 
you can redo it and you be you could like you end that with a oh i was just fucking around let's go and do the real take because again you these two people have been friends for years so if you're going to be like obnoxious and, and wildly inappropriate you're going to be a, and wildly inappropriate <laughs> you got to make sure those cameras are off boo boo because like i want to say like vanna like wasn't like egregious about it or like what the fuck she was just like i mean i listen to opera but like i don't think i've ever done it like naked <laughs> yeah it's i think but, she was more taken yeah. i think it's it felt like she was just more taken aback. like did you just seriously ask this like right now like right now we are rolling yeah the, pat <laughs> like those are all of our mics are hot <laughs> that camera is directly pointed at us like read the room bro <laughs> and it wasn't right and i feel like it was supposed to be kind of like a joke or a wordplay because he asked her if she's an opera buff and then to like roll off of like and play on the word buff ask her if she watched opera in the buff i'm like it's it's barely like barely wordplay at this point and it's like why would you even do this wildly inappropriate joke live on television <laughs> right i mean at some point somebody should have like because again it wasn't like it was super difficult to edit around they could have just taken that part out yeah there was no they could have easily there was no need no <laughs> there was no need but you know grandpa pat had to you know say something wild and well, we all just smile and nod this is apparently is kind of par for the course not that he's spouting off wildly inappropriate things but like even just recently like he he like completely blew off like or like completely not shamed what that, that's not the word i'm looking for but he like sort of made fun of a guy who like told this story about losing his toe and he was like yeah you wasted all of our times with that and you're like bro like what is going on who who's shitting your coffee He's he's been doing this for again thirty years. Like maybe it's time to retire. I don't know, but like I think he's just old. He's at the point to where you know when Grandpa says something and you just go, "All right, Grandpa, whatever," and then you move on with your life. That's what's going on now, except for he's on national television. <laughs> except now, and maybe it's time. Yeah, maybe maybe maybe. We retire Pat and let Vanna be the host. Wouldn't that be a gag to have Vanna? And then and then and then Vanna can get a handsome man in a tuxedo to turn all of the letters for her. I mean, that would be fantastic, like a complete role reversal. Yeah, well, and again, it's like it's not like it'd be like, oh, you know, you're sexualizing men. Well, one, people have been sexualizing Vanna White for thirty years, and two, Vanna White was always in like a gorgeous like evening gown turning the things it's not like she was doing it in like a bikini or something like the you know the barker girls from yeah. prices yeah. right they always in like, like skimpy outfits like short shorts and stuff yeah yeah so like she's always looking classy so instead of having like you know a hunky man with a shirt off or something which i'm not against it <laughs> right you're like and the problem but, being <laughs> but i think to have like just like a really handsome man in a tuxedo with like tails walking around and flipping the letters like that would be amazing yeah. and then make him wait 
12 years before he can say something on camera besides goodbye. <laughs> right. But maybe I'm just projecting. <laughs> no, I, maybe, I don't know if there, if there have been talks about maybe replacing Pat Sajak or having Pat Sajak retire. Um, I mean, this is probably just all good, pro, like, this is just a good way of getting people to talk about the Wheel of Fortune because I don't know what, how they are with doing with the ratings, but any any chance to get people talking about the show is probably is a good thing. Um, but what? I don't know if there has been, if there have been talks about replacing Pat Sajak or um, having him retire, but I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it's been 30 I years. Mean, It'd be a nice shakeup. Like, like I said... Because, also, I haven't watched Wheel of Fortune in ages. But, again, I'm not, like, it's not one of those things, like, I don't even need some young, young new guy. Just let Vanna do it. I want Vanna White to be the host. And that's all I want. That's all I want. Give it to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> uh... Oh man, okay, that's this is gonna be a fun segue. Uh, for giving it, give it to me, baby. Um, Ezra Miller did. He <laughs> got arrested for it. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! Oh my god, fuck my life. Okay, so I I found this news article, and it was one of those things where as I was scrolling through like things, I pop it popped up, and I was like, yeah, I know Ezra Miller was arrested for assault. It just happened a few days ago. And then I like, but I was like, oh, maybe there's new or something looked different about it. No, I saw it was um, a real rejects YouTube video uh, popped up and said that it's like with the thing again. And I was like, like what? why are you just reporting on this? So I was watching it because I'm subscribed and I was like, are you fucking kidding me again from like the same bar? Yeah. Yeah, he went to, like, the same karaoke bar, um, threw a hissy fit about something. I don't even think we know really what happened. Picked up a chair, threw it across the room, and it hit a woman in the head, and she got a two-inch gash. Yep. And this is after he had... So, but previously, he had, like, been in somebody's home and, like, assaulted them. And then before that, he was, like, stalking a couple. Like, and then, like, years ago, the thing that, like, really sparked everybody kind of going, huh, Ezra Miller, what's up with that guy? Is that he, like, choked out this girl who was, like, a fan. <laughs> like, it was on a video. Right, right. Did you see that video? I, I the video is fucking of, crazy. I heard about it, but I didn't hear, I didn't see the video, no. Oh, yeah, no, I was watching, like, a rehash on, I watch a lot of YouTube, I don't have time for regular television, but YouTube can be on while I'm sitting in my car for, like, five minutes before I go in places. Um, there's the video that's been going back around again, and it's him, like, uh, like, talking with a fan and, like, raising his voice about something, and at first you're, like, you go, huh? And then you just hear somebody go, whoa, man. And then you hear, like, the, like, the video, like, goes down and then cuts out. And his hand's, like, around this girl's neck. Good lord. But. 
I don't know. Does he, does uh, he like, be live careful. in Hawaii? Is that why all this stuff is happening in Hawaii? I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's living there, if he's just on, like, an extended stay, but um, if you're in Hawaii, like, watch out for Ezra Miller, because he's coming for you. Yeah, he'll either throw a chair or choke you out or, you know, uh, yell up... Or stalk you. Or stalk you or yell that shit at you while you sing karaoke or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, he's just been harassing people and, like, there's, like, it's just, it's too much. And um, one of the things that's been going around online is that people are saying, you know, well, it, like, clearly there's, like, some sort of mental health problem going on with Ezra Miller and we should be, like, pitying him. But I'm at the point to where it's kind of like, yeah, there's probably some mental health issues going on. And, yeah, there's probably some things, go like, things that he needs to really take care of within himself. But also, he as a human needs to take those steps to do so. And if he's, if we're all seeing a pattern and nobody around him is saying, hey, bro, let's go get some help, he's just going to keep going. And it's going to just progress more. So, nay, nay, you people who are standing behind him especially when like you have will smith who like slapped the shit out of chris rock yes it was on national live television and but they're like he's been like destroyed he'll be back it's fine but like for like the moment his life is like pretty fucked up and ezra miller's like well when i get out of jail again i'll just go like you know beat the you know go smack somebody else or choke somebody or whatever because nobody cares what little Ezra Miller is doing in Hawaii, apparently. <sighs> apparently not, no. And I don't know if this is going to affect, like, because he's, I mean, this is coming off really, the the third Fantastic Beast movie is supposed to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, already did. Has it already been released? It's, I think it's already out. Um, and, like, he's supposed to be helming uh, The Flash. And isn't he supposed to be, like, in a Flash movie? Or has he officially been, like, replaced by the guy from the TV show? Um, no, apparently that was a um, April Fool's joke that I'm still bitter about. Um, <laughs> I got Rickrolled for the first time in ten years, and I'm really upset like, about God it because I wanted it to be true. How did I fall um, for this? <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Um no, but, I mean, people are still kind of calling for him to be replaced. Um, and, honestly, we are at the point, though, where they could pull a all-the-money-in-the-world Christopher Plummer and just have uh, somebody come in and replace him in the part because that movie isn't slated to come out until 2023. Uh, yeah, there's still, there's still time. Like, yeah. In my brain, I was like, dude, this movie comes out in, like, three months. And I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't come out for, like, a year. Mm. So they literally could re reshoot scenes around him and have him only in, like, they might not be able to scrub him completely, but they can get, like, par him down and then have, be like, oh, look, another multiverse fairy. And, oh, he's, the new, he's our new leader. We love him. And... I don't know, Ezra Miller's Flash can go, like, disappear in, like, the ether or something. I don't fucking know. I mean, they could, though. If they replaced him with Grant Gustin, I would be ecstatic. I think Grant Gustin's a better Flash anyway. Um, Or bring in somebody different who isn't, you know, assaulting people. (laughs) And uh, I think that, I mean, I just, uh, I just, because it was, uh, uh, 
uh, it came up on HBO Max uh, just this just this last week that I finally got down and actually seen the Justice League with all with Ezra Miller as the Flash in it. And uh, the Justice League or the Snyder ver- or the Snyder the, the one that's not cut. six fucking hours long or some shit. Okay, the Joss Whedon cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. He, he, Ezra Miller's Flash felt really creepy to me. Like, well, I mean, especially because in that cut, they had him, like, fall into Wonder Woman's boobs. Yeah, there was, like, weird moments like that and just, like, his, like, comedic moments that, like, lightened, were supposed to lighten the move, like, fell really flat and felt, like, kind of forced and kind of, like, oh, I'm trying really hard to kind of lighten the mood. And so, yeah, I didn't care for Ezra Miller, even as the Flash. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I don't, like, I agree. I don't think his Flash really works, mainly, like, also because, like, the whole point of the Flash is that he's, like, really goofy, really, like, silly, punny, but also charismatic. And that's what I'm lacking, is the charisma. He just comes off real (laughs) off-putting. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so I don't know. People just avoid um, him. Just avoid Ezra Miller. <laughs> like, let's just let him chill for a while yeah. and get his life together. Um, but also, I was watching a video, and um, apparently, Discovery Plus has like bought Warner Brothers films, and so they're like now in charge of like the DC movies. So odds are they're gonna just like go cool this is the thing you guys tried to do love that and they're gonna just replace the shit out of things because there are already talks of canceling a lot of the cw uh dc shows Mm. um and i can see them this would be a great time to be like this dceu is not working let's we'll we'll hold on like keep the batman the batman was great keep the joker joker was great please don't make the other one don't make the other one i don't want them to make another one they said they're gonna make another one that's dumb but like keep your things that are working well and uh like peacemaker peacemaker's doing great like let's keep some of these things the new suicide squad one that was great and then just like flush a bunch of shit and kind of just restart per like purge it out do we need aquaman's uh you know co-starring amber heard probably not do we need uh, another Wonder Woman movie? Oh. Only if it's going to be better than the last one. Do we need another uh, Justice League movie? No, because there's they, it sucks. It's bad. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't good. It was not fun at let's all. Just re- let's sit down, restart, try again. Um, so, yeah, but Ezra Miller... Get help, bro. Stop hurting people. Yeah, stop hurting people. That's not good. <laughs> leave Hawaii alone. Yeah, leave Hawaiians alone. <laughs> good lord. But on to a superhero that we can all get behind. Teehee, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, fans uh, uh, on Twitter are freaking out because they're finding out that Longtime voice actor of the Batman animated series Kevin Conroy is 
a gay man. Well, and it's funny because it's not like he was ever, like, closeted. It was just nope. nobody really, like, took the time to really care. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait, you're okay? Well, it's because, like, his, <laughs> he, he has, like, a talk on, like, the upcoming, like, D.C., Washington, D.C. Pride. And people were like, wait, what? Hold on. How did I not know this? And yeah, he's been out. He's been very much out in the open with his uh, with his identity since like a 2016 article or some shit. Like he is, he's. It's not. Uh, it's nothing new, but people are just like, oh wait, oh shit, the guy that we like, the man who's the epitomous voice of Batman is a gay man. How did I not know this? And instead of revolting and being like, how dare that be the case? People are like, this is fucking awesome. Let's, and are totally behind this. Oh yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking it matter. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it really doesn't fucking matter. And it's, it, it, it's yay. It's, we have a, a, a gay man voicing a, a superhero and has been for the past 30 years. Um, it should be the case that it, it, we, I could have gone my entire life without knowing that he was gay. It would have been perfectly fine. The fact that he is, is great. It's fantastic. But like, it's the fact that like people are like, Oh my God, this is, this is how did I not know this? I'm like, well, cause superheroes, cause voice actors can be gay and voice superheroes. That's a thing. Well, and also, and also it's one of those things though, is that like voice actors have like the wonderful privilege of being able to be more anonymous than like camera actors. I mean, we didn't even know what's that guy's name from the, who voiced the cat from Buzz Lightyear. Apparently he's been in like all the Pixar things. Oh yeah. Fucking is. Spoiler alert for our own podcast. We're going to talk about the Lightyear trailer that came out, like, today. Um, and uh, JJ's like, who the fuck voices the cat? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, this dude? And I was like, he was in this movie and 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 this movie. And, this movie. and he, we're like, oh, so all of them. So all of the I movies. was like, yeah, basically. He's been in all, <laughs> all the Pixar all the things. Pixar movies. <laughs> but you're right, yeah. There's a certain anonymity that voice actors can... Uh, uh, like take advantage of because you don't see them almost ever. No, and again, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I am I, I am indifferent on the fact that Kevin Conroy is gay. Not because I don't care about the gays. Obviously, I love the gays. Um, if I could be a gay man, I would be. Um, you're you're a snip snip away, I, baby. No, I like my boobs. <laughs> um, but uh, men can have boobs. It doesn't How matter. How binary of you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you shut your mouth. Um, you shut your mouth, you I, dirty whore. But <laughs> gasp. Um, calm down, Patsy Jack. Um, <laughs> Um, no, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really yeah. matter because who you're sleeping with doesn't mean shit. If you're like, are you a good Batman? Then you're a good Batman. Are you gay? Cool. Are you straight? Cool. Are you one of the other letters in the alphabet that's in the, the LGBTQIA plus 
rainbow heart letters symbols the alphabet mafia. awesome awesome because it doesn't matter it's a voice on a television show it's a really good television show and that's at the end of the day all we like the main thing that needs to be praised is that he's the best fucking batman and that's the point of the whole like i think his talk is that his just his experience is being like the the epitomous uh, voice of batman and i think this all kind of stems from like just uh it's all very like patriarchy, misogynistic. Like, oh, how you know Batman has to be this like virile male epitome of masculinity, and like how dare uh, and like when people are uh, having a gay man voice that kind of a character seems kind of like incongruous somehow, or like this those things don't match up, and which is dumb. Like it, it doesn't your sexuality has no no bearing on how you voice a character at all no and i think that also at the end of the day like like you said people aren't up in arms everybody's like oh my god he's gay that's so cool and that's again that's just like it would be different if all of a sudden they're like and now everybody's favorite batman is now a gay that's what people would freak out about because if batman the character was gay when historically he hasn't been because they're like we're gonna make batman woke he's gay now and you'd be like but why why not just make another cool gay character that batman can hang out with um right let's have like individual gay characters to like rise to stardom and be everybody's favorite character and then they go and like high five batman who likes you know women because that's his that's like his jam that's his thing that's his whatever um or like when everybody like Remember when we talked about when everybody thought Superman was gay, but it wasn't Superman that was gay. It was, it was like his son yeah. who was bisexual and everybody like lost their goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. Again, is Superman's they didn't make Superman bisexual. That would be weird. They made his son bisexual who nobody knows shit about. So leave him alone. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't care. I would love to just, see a gay Superman. That'd be awesome. I, I, I think it's just it comes to I don't care so much but when you're going back to like retcon like a bajillion years of things like retcon like the like the crappy shit like the misogyny but like straight people need people to look up to and gay people need people to look up to and again like i would love to see a gay character be an original character that comes out of nowhere that's a superhero that like kicks ass and takes names and does all the cool shit and you're like oh by the way that's the gay superhero and he's friends with batman and superman and wonder woman and they all kick ass together well wasn't there that's what i want wasn't there like for a little while that Iceman was kind of bi or leaning less straight I don't in know what comics, Iceman you're talking about. In the com- from uh from the X Men, Iceman. Oh, from the X Men. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe, and if if so, that's kind of cool. But like, I know they like don't they like again? Not a huge comic book person, nor do I know how it works in the comic book world. But don't they like just revamp like every like couple decades or so? They just like revamp all the things and like make up shit. On a, isn't that like how we get weird universes where like a potentially a Superman could be a gay character or something like that? I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, it would be works. like it would. 
Um, I know less of how it works in DC comics, more so how it would work in Marvel comics. So if they were to be like, Captain America's gay now, it would be because it happened on like another, like, a, like another like version of Earth or something or yeah, like parallel like... universe Earth or something. Yeah, kind of like like the variants from Loki. Right. Like it would be like a variant Captain America from like a parallel time stream. Um or I guess from the DC comics it would be like the different Earths cuz there's like Earth 1, Earth 2. Like there's different like Sure. uh alternate Earths that you go to that have like different things going on and one of those alternate Earth uh people could be like a gay version of one of these characters but that's how they get away with it and then if the comic does really well they bring the character more often and then they like either whap off like the current one or reset something so that this character is now here or things merge together but that's how they can try different comic lines and see what's going on or can introduce like oh we have a gay superman and people are like what the gay no and nobody buys it and they're like oh nobody bought this we won't do a gay character for a while but like oh here's uh oh did you know superman has like a, f- a female cousin who's really strong super girl and people are like oh she's cool great we pulled her from another earth she's here now we love her <laughs> This thing that we made up that we wanted to try out to see if we could have more female-led superheroes, it worked. We're going to keep her. So. I don't know. I'm just. That's kind of how comics go, but they don't necessarily completely retcon the established thing. They, like, pull it from another Earth and kind of, like, fiddle with it. Gotcha. So it's something that that could happen. So they could, like, if things go wrong, they could be like, oh, forget about it. Let's do, it's going to be a hard reset. (laughs) Control all. <laughs> yeah, and then all of this shit that we hated. It's bye bye. It's not. It's not. It was bye bye. It's not canon. <laughs> it's not. Yep. It was a variant timeline, and it went bye bye. So, like, yeah, that's how comic books work, to my best of my understandings. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Conroy, good job being gay. Also, Janelle Monae is non-binary now. Yep, she's officially come out as binary as uh, as of what's what's today's date? As of the uh, this article uh, of that was reported yesterday at nine forty two, Janelle c- comes out as binary and goes by they them pronouns. Non-binary. He just said it came out as binary. Non-binary. <laughs> Janelle used to be binary and is now non-binary <laughs> and uses they them pronouns. Because I'm reading, her, I'm, I'm reading the her statement, and it says something. It says something about be beyond the binary. That's what came out. <laughs> but yeah, I think and, and Janelle Monae has always been kind of fascinating to me. I like there's a, I do like some of her songs. Some of her music is actually really really cool. Um, uh, there's one song off of her new her most recent album that there, there. Out of their most Don't out of their most recent album, um, and th- uh, it was like a very uh, like Prince vibe to it. It's very like uh, remember that Prince song "Kiss." It was very Kiss 
by Prince early, like circa nine, 1985 vibes. And it was really, really cool. Um, Love that. And uh, 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 what movie was it? It was with Octavia Spencer and they were like NASA scientists, NASA like hidden figures. Hidden figures. Um, they were like super, super. I, I was actually quite surprised how, how like how, how good at good acting a, Janelle Monae oh, is. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I was really surprised just because I only knew them from like just being a like a musician, but um, she kind of. I was blown away. I was like, I'm very much impressed. So, anyway, at the end of the day, after my big old rant of, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But Janelle Monae, I'm glad you figured out who you are, boo. You live your best life. Yeah. Um, and honestly, things like this are important to come out with as far as, like, just so people can use your correct pronouns and make you feel happy and comfortable with who you are as a person. Um, I don't need to know if you're gay or straight because who you're sleeping with doesn't really affect what you're doing as far as like acting and performing. You share what you want to share, but like, yeah, if you're changing your pronouns, let me know so I can say the correct ones. Yeah. It's, I think it's also like just, you know, being a representative of, um, black queer youth and black queer, uh, the black queer community, just being able to have, uh, a prominent African-American person of color come out as being non-binary is a huge step forward for representation for that, for the, for that, you know, for people who, uh, identify that way. So kudos. Fantastic. It, oh yeah. You love, love to see it. I, no work. I mean, and then, I mean, I famously teach and I'm dealing with, you know, preteens and teens who are figuring out who they are and I've gone through like a year where I've had kids like change pronouns and then kind of go back or kind of like say hey can you try uh, he him pronouns this week because I, I, I'm feeling more this or let's go he them or let's go they them let's uh, I had a kid today correct me on pronouns because I said I was saying uh, I use they and they uh, turned around and said I use he him thank you perfect you tell me because so for me it's like when somebody comes out as non-binary it's like great I now I know what to call you and then for me it's kind of like just move on because that's how my day-to-day goes um but also because I just see people flip it I don't get it and I was like it's not that hard <laughs> yeah let people live their lives just you just have to remember one little thing and it's not that bad it's fine sometimes it takes a little time especially if it's somebody that you for many many moons have called referred to on an one way of pronouns um sometimes you'll trip up and that happens I mean, as long as you well, recognize also, that you fucked up and uh, you apologize and then change your change your language if you go oh yeah she's so so and then you go nope just kidding i meant this sorry most people are gonna be really cool about yeah. it if you purposely misgender somebody, then you're just an asshole. Yeah, then you're just being rude. Because we're all um, fucking humans. Uh, which reminds me of a joke that we heard at the reunion of Drag Race, which we should talk about. Whoa, whoa. Getting the time already. 
Alright, we're going to switch over to our Drag Race 20, where we talk about Drag Race for 20 minutes and 20 minutes only. Um, for This is for our benefit. Oh, well, your benefit, not ours, because we'll keep talking forever. Um, because we do. We do how we do. Forever and ever um, and ever. Amen. <laughs> but time, Are we ready? Timer starts now. Okay, so going off the noun or by like uh, gender pronouns jokes, um, Bosco was talking about how, you know, she is she's in the process of transitioning from male to female, and you know she's like, yeah, you know, people are really supportive. Like even when people who don't like me are still like supportive, and like uh, somebody be like, oh, he, blah blah blah, and they'll go, she. A comment underneath. And then I forget who it was, but somebody, I think who was Lady Camden, was like, yeah, she bomb snatch game. Yes, yeah, it was Lady Camden. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was Camden. I was like, all of the really good jokes came from either Camden, Cornbread, or Maddie. For real, yeah. Um, right before we got on this call, I was listening to uh, Race Chasers. And Willem did a whole thing about how she's all upset about uh, straight people doing drag again and blah, 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 blah. And then immediately switches over to like, yeah, but I mean, like Maddie's really good television and she's really funny and she was really quick with some of her jokes. And so I really liked it. But yes, I'm giving her her flowers right now. It doesn't mean I like her because she's straight. (laughs) It was just, it was so funny. And it was one of those things is that if Willem is talking shit about you, you're probably doing, that's okay. Yeah, and you're probably doing something good. Probably doing something right. You're, you do, you're, you're probably doing something right because Willem has taken the time to talk about you. If Willem had nothing to say about you, if Willem was like, and Maddie was there and then moved on with her day, you'd been like, oh fuck, she really hates Maddie Morphosis. Right. Yeah. That's where the shade, the shade rattle comes in. Yes. And then, um,. And did you hear tea? that? Uh, uh, oh well, what what tea do you have? It's probably maybe possibly oh, the I, same tea that I oh, have. Oh, I was. Oh, there's like oh, lots of tea came from this. Um, I've heard um, the tea that I recently heard was that uh, Cornbread was asked to do All Stars and not to come back for All Stars and not come back for. Uh, a regular season and she turned them down because she wanted to come back and to compete on a real season and not with the all-star people who had more like time to like who were able to compete on a regular full regular season and gain all the experience and knowledge and inside tea that they needed to to be able to be successful in all-star so she turned them down uh i mean i guess that's kind of related to the tea that i have but it is also about cornbread but uh, and th- it might be related. It may not be necessarily. But I, from uh, a article that I read, and also from tweets that she has been recently, uh, that she has recently like posted that uh, she's actually taking a break from drag. So th- I saw that also, and I think that's it's a slightly. I think that if she was in, what I was understanding was that if she was invited back. To do a regular season of Drag Race, she would continue on. But since they wanted her to do All Stars and she doesn't want to right now, she's taking a break from Drag Race and taking a break from drag so she can focus on being the best whole month she can be. Yeah, and I'm not sure if the like I said, I I don't remember seeing in the article if there was any 
if that was if that played into it at all but it sounds like that cornbread is taking the time to uh really focus on her transition and focus on i guess that she wants to really get into like acting and getting her acting career going as well get it get it girl so we're all we're all rooting for you cornbread um live your best life achieve your greatest Uh, Pokemon evolution and uh, I'll be here to watch you slay in whichever way you slay. I mean, absolutely. Um, And not to keep talking about the straight boy in the room, but Maddie Morphus's mug was gorgeous. I always thought that her paint was incredibly well done. Like it is, she always looks really good. From the neck up. I think that she had, uh, I think she had a couple of, like, hit a couple of bumps, because she's even made the joke of, like, of, like, showing, like, one of her, like, more busted, like, in the face looks, and then, like, when Michelle Visage tells you to fix your makeup and you listen, and then the next one is her, uh, shot from the reunion, and she's looking, like, even more Gorgina than ever, but, no, I agree, her paint has always been pretty, like, has been great, but her paint for the reunion was, like, It was stunning. It was stunning. Um, they all also. Stunning. I mean, fucking Carrie Col- Carrie Colby fuck her. is like. Oh my god! I I've always said that she's too pretty to look at, but she was like, it hurt my eyes to stare at her. It at the is reunion. not fair. She's a flawless. Ugh, so gorgeous, and and she wasn't even and the, what she was wearing wasn't that like super complex. It was just this like very. You know, very well fitting, you know, gown, but it was just like the way that it, all the lights hit the the stones and her paint and her and it still like looked light and airy while still being stoned. Yeah, like it still f- had a very nice like flow and like it still kind of carried the air really well. She's and that like, wig. That wig was everything. So pretty. <laughs> it hurt my body. It hurt so bad. Um, now, and, like, this reunion, though, this was, like, one of the better reunions we've had. Like, we haven't had a reunion this spicy, like, without, but it wasn't, like, upsetting spicy. It no, was, it like, wasn't. The right level it wasn't, like, a season 10 reunion spicy it wasn't yeah it wasn't the vixen getting up in the middle of the reunion and leaving it, it wasn't uh i don't see you walking well, in Ch- Cart- Chicken <laughs> <and> nature spicy <laughs> oh, i'm so excited to rewatch these early seasons <laughs> oh my god uh this or like pandora box telling uh, San- calling santina out for not telling any like for not like liking her drag Mm -hmm. yeah like you just didn't like me and i don't think that that's fair you just don't like my drag and you read me for it every week for no goddamn reason and didn't he just straight up say like you just have bad fashion sense at that reunion or was that just yeah was that just throughout the season essentially (laughs) oh santino Oh, man, that crazy, crazy boy. Crazy, crazy straight boys? Santino's straight man? I think he's... I think he's a bisexual. Oh, okay. I was never sure. 
I think I remember reading somewhere he was bisexual, yeah. and I was like, that 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 tracks. Okay. That makes more sense. Sure. Um, but no, the reunion was it was fun. It gave me life. The uh compilation of all of the girls saying it's chocolate at the same time <laughs> was perfect. Um, but like, okay, so like the winner of this reunion was first Jasmine Kennedy, followed immediately by Maddie Morphosis. Because Maddie, like, even though they still, like, I felt like the season tried to do the, like, the erasure of Maddie Morphosis, um, she was still, like, living for the reads and, like, clapping back. And, like, when they got to have your moment when they did like rehash that she was just like uh honestly i was just feeling myself because i knew i was going the fuck home that day like it was exactly. i wasn't gonna win that lip sync i knew i wasn't gonna lip that win that lip sync but i was like we're gonna go out in a blaze of glory man and i had a couple too many cocktails <laughs> and was just living my fantasy <laughs> and i'm like i live for the fact that she's just like Oh, yeah, no, I knew it was, like, I knew. I saw the writing on the wall. I was gone. And we get to see her win one thing in Drag Race. The one award she gets. (laughs) The golden boot! She gets the golden boot for the worst runway. And good God, that runway. Good God, that runway. Um, Her little quilted fantasy with uh, Maddie and Daddy Morphosis. That was a choice. Oh, man. It, the choices were made. Choices were made. Um, and that's what we got. But okay. Um, but you know what? Good on her for the golden boot. I um, absolutely agree. Um, because the only other possibility might have been like June's like bridal, bridal thing. Bridal thing. That she was too embarrassed to let us see, and then immediately, like, ripped off her body during the lip sync. Yeah, even Maddie Morphosis was like, that always tried to take me out. (laughs) Right, it's just like, that look was so bad that it was on the floor and almost took me out. It was like, uh, what did she say? She said something, it was like, like a collision course or something like that. Uh, Something like that, I think, I can't remember. She said something, it was great, it was great. God, fucking Maddie. And then her read on Orion, because Orion was reading, a, they're doing the reading challenge, and Orion's, like, read, like, made no sense. She's like, how the hell is your last name story when you can't even read? Ugh, <laughs> bird. I cackled. Bird, bird. I cackled. I mean, Between her, like I said, her and Camden, they're just reading everybody, left and right. And I love all of Cornbread's. Her eyeballs say uh, say words. All of her facial expressions is like the oop and the oh. And that oop. And her oop. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think. So and it's. It's. I think it just speaks to the level of, like, the talent that was on this season. But really, the only person on that stage that was kind of a snooze fest was Orion's story. And that's because she was probably high as fucking hell and then had, like, a couple of those everybody say love cocktails. I mean, be that, I mean, be that as it may, even on, it, it just was just not, nothing was popping. Nothing was popping. And... Well, it's because she's got that big pearl energy. Yeah, she does got big, that BPD, B, BPE, BPE, big pearl energy. <laughs> 
B P E Uh, no, I mean, because at one point she was trying to, she was trying to read the kids and uh, fucking Bosco was like, what season were you on? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, uh, them poor early out girls. Like, I forgot that they were like people at one point. Yeah, I, f- I totally forgot Alyssa Hunter was on this fucking season. I was like, well, oh, that's right. Oh, I know. And she's, and she's actually that's right. Fierce. She's actually fierce, and God, she's a handsome man. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody was thirsting over Alyssa Hunter out of drag. Very, very handsome man. Mucho guapo. Mucho guapo. Absolutely. Would it be muy guapo? I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) 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 But, no, I'm... uh, I am excited for the finale. Mm-hmm, which is coming up uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow for us mm-hmm. uh, right now. As of recording. Um, so. As of recording, actually, like, um, later tonight, because it's already after midnight. Yeah, later tonight, for sure, yeah. <laughs> In less than 24 hours, we'll know who our, our new uh, queen is. Hopefully, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Let's just push some shit. Uh, right? <laughs> some bullshit. Oh, oh! I literally was, I saw, I think it was like something on Twitter. And no, no, no. It was a comment on a YouTube video or like posting or something that was like, uh, who are like, uh, who are you rooting for, for the crown or whatever? And somebody commented, it was like, at the rate we're going, the finale is going to like be extended for four episodes. And it's going to be a five way tie. <laughs> Oh, if it weren't possible, though. Because <laughs> it already happened once this season. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No, I, I do think that if there's one thing that the the production has learned after All Stars 4 is that we don't, we don't want no goddamn we tie. tie. We cannot will not have a tie. We will not have a tie here nor there. We will not have a tie anywhere. Nope, like there's I I and I feel like it's controversial yet brave, but I want Lady Camden to win. I mean, she's definitely I I'm firmly team Willow. I think Willow has I think charmed the hearts of the entire country. I think that uh, she's got such a unique perspective on drag that is quite refreshing. And if it, if she loses to a Lady Camden, I would be, I wouldn't be angry at all because those are two fierce queens. Those are definitely. I w- if if it comes down to two, I want them to be those two. Um, I want to say what I've heard. Is that the the ladies are all doing their original like their their like individual Las Vegas production like individual songs of their creations, and then the two that Rue likes the best will lip sync for the crown. Mm, okay. Oh, the two. She's go- she's just chopping three right off the bat. 
that's what I'm understanding. I could be very wrong. My information could be boogers. But that's what I've last heard. And yeah, that everybody's gonna perform, they're gonna do their 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 thing, and then two bitches are getting cut down right away. Or yeah, three bitches getting cut down and then the final two are lip syncing for the crown. Oof. What are they gonna fill the rest of the the episode with? Are they gonna do another ball? Uh, well <laughs> Well, I mean, you gotta think that they're gonna bring all the bitches back. It's actually filmed in front of a live audience. Um, well, God, remember when they used to do, well, they used to do the reunions on those episodes also. I was going to say, they used to not do shit for the crown. You just kind of like, they did a thing and then they'd, everybody would talk for a while and then you see like little stunts here and there. Oh, they still have to crown Miss Congeniality. Correct. Are they calling it Miss Congeniality or are they calling it fan favorite? No, it's Miss Congeniality because the Queen's vote. Oh, I, don't, I can never I can never tell when it, when it's the queens or when it's whoever. No, I think I think since Valentina was crowned fan favorite by Aja, <laughs> that every season since then the queens have voted, and it was a miscongeniality. Oh, I thought because I don't think they ever called it fan favorite except for when Valentina won, but they like in the past like the. Uh, the audience would vote for their miscongeniality. Um, right, I do remember thinking that in season seven that there was a vote for I yeah, yeah. I think everybody like voted in because that's why Katya won miscongeniality for season seven was because she was a fan favorite. Because even Katya said that like I shouldn't have fucking won that. Jaden Dior Fierce should have been miscongeniality. Want to hear some tea? Always. Oh, it's not really. It's not. It's. It's honestly at this point very lukewarm tea. But uh, during season seven, I actually did vote for Jane Dior Fierce for congeniality. Ah! I know gag, gag of the century, Gagachandra. But I would live for Jaden Dior Fierce to be back on my television. I want her to come back for an All Stars so bad. An All Stars, or if they do like a, uh, like an early out. I don't know if she was that early. She, she was an early out. She made it. She made it. I think over halfway through the season. Yeah, I think she at least like top six. I want to say. Um. um no, I think she was like seven or eight. Because like, she said on that twin challenge. Right when they brought the girls back. No, that or was that that one? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, because I remember her. Oh Tempest. yeah, because Tempest was Tempest was stuck on her back. That's right. Correct. So yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, that's like the midway point. So there was like because Trixie came back and then stayed for two episodes, and then. Yeah, I want to say she wasn't, because I don't think she was top six, because let's see. Because it was Violet, Pearl, somehow, and Pearl, Ginger. 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 Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy, and then Katya. Katya. Um, and then I think Trixie went home right before her. 
Because Trixie went home with the in the Prancing with the Stars. And so I think Trixie went home the episode before that. That would have been made Trixie top six. I could have sworn she was and like so, earlier out than that. No, because then, so, well, no, because Trixie wasn't early out, then came back, remember, halfway through? I honestly can't remember. Because Trixie, cause Trixie and Pearl won the makeover challenge that Jaden went home on. Yeah. Because then that got Trixie back in the competition. Okay, well, time's up. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, well, on that confusion, um, let's take a break. Dragonfly! We're back. And we're back. Um, I literally was thinking at the end of the uh, the RuPaul's uh, uh, YouTube videos, Michelle Visage is the new like and like teaser thing, and she goes, "You want to see more gay shit?" She totally does. Yes. <laughs> she <laughs> it's everybody. So stupid. <laughs> Once... It's so stupid. Yeah, she totally does. That's hysterical that, 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 you, that you recall that at this moment. <laughs> I, and, and that was the thing, because I was like, oh, I should have said look over here, because that's what Jaden or uh, Jada says on the videos when she after she was crowned. She go, look over here, and then would be like, click here for more RuPaul videos or whatever. And right. I was like, no, Michelle Visage's one is even funnier, because it's so stupid. You want more gay shit? She's like, I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not trying to I'm cut, give it to you real. You want some gay shit? You want some gay shit? Just click here. God damn it. Fucking talking to me and shit. <laughs> All right. Well, you want more Marvel shit? Sit here and listen. Cause we're going to talk about Moon Knight episode Moon four. Knight episode four. This episode was so fucking good. Yeah. And I, uh, and it, apparently fourth episodes of. Marvel shows are usually like the when the shit hits the fan episode because it looks well because they got to get the they got to get that shit done in six episodes so they're like and here's all of the problem problems right well even with like uh, wasn't this fourth episode of WandaVision like when we when we realized like oh this is actually not like the TV show is just all in the mind of Wanda. Wasn't that the fourth episode? Um, or I don't think, I think that's when we, the fourth episode I think is when we, you're right, is when like we start to get, like we start to see what's happening outside, outside of, of it, yeah. her, her, her hex. And we're starting to get a little bit more information. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, you're yeah. right. So episode four, uh-huh. it's like crazy. It's like a, it's like a Game of Thrones. Like what is it? Episode nine is when shit hits the fan and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's Marvel Episode 4. If it's a Disney Plus show, Episode 4 is when shit gets real. And boy, let me tell you, this episode of Moon Knight, shit got real. Shit got weird. I was gonna say, and by real, I mean, is it real? Is it real? (laughs) What is is now? (laughs) What is here? Okay, I love that it starts off as, like, this, like, Indiana Jones, like... 
treasure hunt kind of thing. And then it like, yeah. and then you're like switching to like the mummy. And then during like this mummy bit, like mm-hmm. it turns into like, it turns into like a spoopy, like, uh, what movie? The Descent. Where like people are getting like snatched out of like crevices from snatched the... out of the <laughs> from the wall, and all of a sudden like, because I watched that shit like early in the morning, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I went oh, and I oop, <laughs> and I oop, and I oop, like that shit was kind of spoofy. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I did get and hardcore. Then... Indiana Jones, the you know the early mummy vibes from this episode for real. Oh, and apparently, where some of like the scenes for like when they're outside walking through like the desert and stuff, like that was where they filmed Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> so that shit was intentional. Oh, yeah. Um. Also, you said I got hard. And then there was a slight pause before you said core. And I was like, you got hard during what? <laughs> Ooh, all of it, baby. Give me, de- <laughs> give me mummified corpse realness. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But so as we're watching, like, okay, so some of the big stand-up moments, like, as, like, the shit starting to hit the fan is that we find out that uh, Mark was there. When Layla's dad was killed, but he was like, but I didn't do it. But like my partner got greedy and like killed everybody and then tried to kill me. But then I didn't die. And you're like, oh, that's when you got Conchu. You got your cool little magic powers. But Layla's like, I don't know how to deal with all of this right now. And I'm like, fair girl, fair. She's like, this is a lot right now. Um, I need to go. (laughs) And then fucking... Arthur Harrow, like, just straight up shoots him. He shoots him twice in the chest. Absolutely. And although I do find it symbolic that he shot him twice and not three times because there's a third person in there somewhere (laughs) locked away in a sarcophagus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they never did. I don't think they opened that one sarcophagus, right? Nope, they didn't. Nope, nope. But, um,. But yeah, so then he gets uh, he gets shot, and then he falls into like the sunken place from Get Out. Yes, I was I was very much like, oh no, he's he's reached the they're gonna replace his brain with a with the brain of a white person. <laughs> oh, oh no! no. <laughs> but then like, and then all of a sudden like the aspect ratios like completely change on the TV, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Why am I watching something from the 80s? And then it's like this like Indiana Jones ripoff. And you're like, what the fuck? I literally said, what the hell is this scene? <laughs> what is going on? And then we like so we start panning out. And like all of a sudden we're in this like very sanitary white. Like it's v- it giving you very like uh, insane asylum vibes. And then we see fucking... Who we? I think we're at this point. We're assuming it's Mark, in a wheelchair, and you're like, "Oh shit, was this all in his head? What's going?" And then, like all of a sudden, like Layla, like comes up and like does shit on the whiteboard, and she's like, "Oh, you won bingo. I'll share the bingo prize with you." And you're like, "What? She's a patient too. What's going on? What, well, no, 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 what no. Is this? What's happening? What is? No, what no, is no. all of this?" 
No, no, no. But what's like, what's crazy is that if you pay attention, all of the mental patients are all people we've met throughout this series. All of them. Oh, I didn't pay attention, but that that is a cool touch. Uh, yeah. At one point, at one point, there's a woman in a wheelchair and she's holding on to like a a scarab plushie. She has like a stuffed animal scarab oh. and she's holding on to it. That was Donna, who was his boss at the gift shop. Oh, I didn't notice any yeah, of that. Yeah, and like that's cool. And then like uh, even like the uh, the the wards, like the wardens or whatever, the people who like work at the hospital, when uh, the two guards that come in to try to pull uh, Mark out of the room when he's uh, talking to Harrow. Those two guards are the two people who are posing as police officers trying to arrest him. I did not notice. That's a cool touch. So, yeah, so like, it really kind of hammers in this idea that, like, what reality we were seeing, like, it causing, causing yeah, you're like, what's what have we been watching? Was this all just a figment of this man's imagination? Because, uh, we're, you know, we're seeing all these things that we thought were people that he's met before, but are, are they just orderlies in this psych ward? What's happening? No, and it's great. And I think that like, I love, and then I love all of that. And then when he finally like breaks out of Hera's uh, office and like all of a sudden, like the whole room, like just like shifts slightly and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. There is um, Cause weird. it like yeah. everything like sways and you're like, almost like you're like, are you on a boat? Yeah, like what's going on? Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then we get to see all um, the sarcophagus. He finds a sarcophagus with uh, Stephen in Steven it. inside. And they like. Oh, and I I love that the first thing they like because he finally he's like because you hear the screaming and he finally he like opens it up and then like Stephen pops out. He goes Stephen Mark and then they immediately hug and I was like oh they never get to be in the same room together and the first thing they do is hug. I love it. <laughs> well, I think it's also it also gives him like a sense of like relief because that's that's the the first thing that he. I mean, he recognizes everybody else, but, like, this is, like, there's some semblance of safety. And someone who believes, and it's someone who believes him, because he goes, what's the last thing you remember? And he goes, oh, he shot me. Yeah. <laughs> he shot us, or whatever. And he's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, somebody believes me. Um, and then they, uh, okay, so I love that then, so then they run past the room with the other sarcophagus, and they kind of look at it. And it's standing upright and is shaking because it's like because someone's like banging out. They're like, um, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna move past that. We're gonna move on from. That. And you know what? Probably a smart move because I think that's the one that's been dropping bodies all season. So right, yeah, maybe maybe we'll leave that guy chill. We'll and then and then like the end of this episode was was them running up and then it's a giant hippo lady. Who's the an Egyptian god, and she goes, "Hi!" Like super, like sweet and charming. <laughs> You're like, and they scream like little girls, and it's wonderful. <laughs> and then end of episode, I was like, "That was perfect. That was wonderful." I thought, and I was about to be so mad. I thought they were gonna end the episode when they shot Mark, and I was mm -hmm. gonna be pissed, and they didn't. Yeah. And I was so happy, and um, 
also apparently because i watched a video about it um the uh egyptian hippo god is really an egyptian god and she's the god of i think uh fertility and like the god of fertility and it was like comfort or something like that like love and comfort stuff like that oh, okay. um well, and then also, like, at the beginning of the episodes, they had all of those little, because uh, we watched the little Conchu, like, little mini statue get put on the thing, and then we saw all the other statues that were up there, and you're like, god damn, they've been just shrinking gods for, like, a while now. Um, yeah. And I think the idea is that all of those gods are, uh, I think... Uh, the hippo god lady might be one of those ones that was shrunken or one that they're like imprisoned it has been like either imprisoned or it has been trying to escape um or trying to help get these other gods out possibly but yeah so she's the god of fertility or maybe was it healing because if it's healing that would make even more sense because like you know, the guy with uh, dissociative identity disorder might need the most, like, mental healing to, like, embrace all of his people. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's... We don't we, we don't know anything for sure until the next episode because they literally just went, hi, and then they scream and then cut to black. And you're like, hold on, hold on. But I cannot wait for the next episode. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's so good. I'm so excited and like, sad because it's going to be the penultimate episode, and we don't we'll only have two more two more episodes of this. And you're just like, oh, but I want more. But I want more, Daddy Feige. More. more. Although we say I want more, I want more, I want more. We're like we're literally getting Doctor Strange really soon. Oh yeah, within like the next couple weeks. I think it's the beginning of May is when it drops. Uh, I'm checking right now. I want to say like May seventh or something like that. Uh, May fourth. May fourth. May the fourth. Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day. Um, oh, that'd be really early. It'd be a fucking Wednesday. Maybe it's like premiered premiere. Maybe it is May fifth for like normal people. Um, I look uh, release date. Oh, it says May fourth on the Googles. Hot diggity. That means it's time for Joanna to buy the tickets for the company to go see <laughs> Doctor Strange. We are the champions. <laughs> um, but that was Moon Knight, and I can't wait for more Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I'm really so, uh, I'm going into this. I did have my skepticism because you know it's uh. It's a character that we don't really know much about, so it's, there's like, we don't really have anything to, we have nothing to really kind of sh gauge what, uh, and anticipate what could possibly be. We had like no like speculation on what could be happening, and so like, having this like, 
brand new experience of the MCU, which I feel like we haven't had in a very long time, um, is really like exciting and refreshing and. Uh, I, I love the cool like delve into dissociative identity disorder and the way that they're handling it and uh, Oscar Isaac is a consummate consummate actor or professional actor in and such a good choice to uh, portray all the all these different personalities because he's it's just a wondrous to watch him do all this. Agreed. I think love that it, love it, love it. The one thing I got from this uh, from this show, besides like, ooh, so like lesser known Marvel characters can work really well because I have less expectations, and if you put in the time to develop them properly, it's gonna be fine. Um, but also. I walked away going, fucking Oscar Isaac is so underappreciated as an actor, and we need to just love him more. Yeah, he needs he needs more recognition, more so than he already has garnered. This is, this um, is speaking of speaking of people who don't get enough recognition, um, let's throw it over to producer Jonathan. And um, the uh, heterosexuals of the world for some straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. Straight talk. It's mostly politics. Producer Jonathan here. As a straight white man, there are certain topics I'm able to parse that our hosts won't touch, and the team still feels that they're worth airtime. So, crack open a can of LaCroix and let's get into it. Uh, Following up on some previous straight talk news... That whole uh, Florida bill issue, which is uh, genuinely just terrible uh, across the board, um, has a new development where the state of Florida is uh, thinking of revoking, or uh, at least talking about revoking, Disney World's and Disney's sort of little uh, operational haven tax-free zone in Orlando that they kind of get away with uh, to run their theme park, which is interesting because Disney, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I guess the governor of Florida is now having a beef with Disney, even though Disney, as a matter of public record, donated a lot of money to that guy's campaign just because, I guess, if you're a large cor- corporation in any state, you donate a lot of money to a politician's campaign because it's just, that's politics, baby. But now, um, I don't, I don't, I guess they're, they're beefing with each other. It's, it's, uh, it's real dramatic. But on to other straight topics. Isn't it kind of crazy how for like a straight month, two months, we were completely inundated with this idea of NFTs and cryptocurrency and celebrities were spending huge sums of money on these objectively gross looking drawings that like were worth a bunch it was like art but in a digital age and it was like a unique piece of i mean it's 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 all it's all big scam um as as i would love to say over and over again but we haven't heard anything about that in oh it feels like a pretty long time and that makes me happy because either it like is finally over and we don't ever have to hear about it again 
or uh, I mean, I, I still do occasionally see posts because I follow a Twitter account that's like Crypto Bros uh, Sad or something. And it just posts uh, them being sad about how they spent a ton of money on an essentially useless piece of crap. And um, now they cannot. Um, they're worried. They're, like they, they, don't, they don't have their money anymore because that's how a scam works. But that they're still like super true believers in it, so they're they're just gonna keep holding on. They're gonna keep holding, and I don't know. I feel bad for people who got roped into it, who are like normal average people, but for the people who are like trying to soullessly use it to, like, they have a ton of money in cryptocurrency, and the only way they can get rid of it is to have more people spend actual real money on cryptocurrency, uh, so that they, quote, like, like, sell, so they get that, they take that real money, and then they have real money instead of cryptocurrency, and, like, that's the, that's the scam, that's the scam, so I feel bad for, for people who got roped into it, but I don't feel bad for people who are stuck in it, because they were trying to get rich in a weird nerdy way because i'll tell you as a weird nerd there's nothing uh that makes you money unless you're really really lucky there's not like a magic formula of like things that you do that just boom capital anyway <clears throat> i want to talk about this last week that i didn't get to because i felt contractually obligated to uh discuss the 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 science fiction um and that's elon musk and everybody's talking about elon musk the last couple weeks and they're talking about elon musk said he's gonna buy he's he's, he's intent he's intending to buy twitter and i'm like you fools like how how are you falling for this like for a third time elon musk uh gets fined by the sec for stock manipulation like once a year, twice a year at this point for, like, an obvious pump-and-dump scheme that he's running. So here's, like, the breakdown of what happened. So what you're hearing in new news is probably that Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter for $43 billion. And then people are like, oh, well, he can't do that because the Twitter board said that uh, one person can't own that much of Twitter. So t Elon Musk's setting up three shell companies so that he can, in fact, do that. But Elon Musk does not want to buy Twitter. No one wants to buy Twitter. Twitter's not profitable. It's a bad thing to own. Um... If you make any changes to Twitter, like, it's gonna suck. Like, the pe the people who get mad enough online to go to, like, the Twitter alternatives, like Parler or Gab, they're miserable over there because the thing about Twitter that makes it worth it is that you get to yell at people who you disagree with, and they're there. But, like, if you're, like, a conservative and you go on Gab, you can't yell at any liberals. If you're a liberal and you go on, like, they can't, there's no, con like, you're the only one. There's not, like, if all the conservatives left Twitter, Twitter would suck because there's no one to yell at. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a big hate machine and it, it burns on clean hatred and it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, also, sometimes people post funny memes and, uh, little videos and, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good app. You should uh, you should check out Twitter.com. Anyway, moral of the story, not moral. 
point of the story is that it looks like Elon Musk is setting himself up to spend $43 billion to buy Twitter so that people stop tweeting out photos of him from the 90s where he didn't have hair plugs and he looks kind of silly. Uh, everybody looks silly in the 90s, dude. Like, don't, like, who cares? For one, like, it doesn't matter if, you know... Like, it does, it, it literally does, it's hair. Who, who cares? Anyway, Elon Musk is not doing that. Because three weeks ago, Elon Musk bought, like, 9% of Twitter. Um, and his a decision to make a big spectacle about trying to purchase all of Twitter in the last couple weeks uh, is going to do one thing, and is going to drive the stock price... Way, 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 way up. And then he's going to sell his shares. And then he's going to have... I think that there was an estimate I saw that said he could make like $183 million just for like literally this. All he's done is push a button, type in a number, push another button, and talk to some reporters. That's... And boom, you get $183 million. Like, it is such an annoying thing... That for some reason people are all focused on the oh Elon Musk is gonna buy Twitter oh he's gonna he's gonna make changes to Twitter maybe he'll put an edit button in Twitter uh a, which is a terrible idea edit button for Twitter is just if you and if you don't know why an edit button would be bad for Twitter you're not on Twitter enough in my opinion um or he's gonna he's gonna like make it so I don't know he's just gonna do a bunch of changes to Twitter he's gonna make Twitter better. Like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, he's not going to do it. Like, why would he do that? That would be, it would be so absurd. Like, I just, I don't believe it's going to happen. And I believe that what's happening is the very, uh, much more reasonable, um, just pump and dump scheme where he's just going to make a bunch of money by selling the stock after, uh, taking it through this new cycle where he's like playing a game of chicken with the Twitter board. Uh, and it's just, it's going to make the stock price go. Because the stock market, again, is not a real metric for the economy or a real chart of anything physical. It is a graph uh, that represents wealthy people's feelings. Which is why it changes on a whim based on the news cycle. Don't believe me? Um. Wealthy people feel sad that Netflix uh, announced that they were going to put ads in. And, you know, just take a look at the Netflix, like Google, uh, the Google tell you, like, stock, they'll give you, the, they'll show you the little stock graphs. Look at Netflix's stock over the last couple days. Nothing has happened. Netflix has not put, there are not ads on Netflix yet. And then, but boom, stock prices are like a physical manifestation of economics is happening because of of people's feelings it's i'm not a financial person or an economist or have ever taken a business class or economics class outside of high school so don't listen to me but also don't listen to elon musk anyway is that is that enough straight talk is that is that enough of that the straightest of talks have just happened thanks jonathan Ding. Well, after all that straightness, let's talk about our favorite drag queen, Fran Fine. 
and she became the nanny. Who would have guessed that the girl we described was just exactly just that, what the doctor prescribed? Doctor prescribed. But yes, uh, managed to catch a, cu- a few episodes uh, this week. Um, nothing, I mean, nothing has crazy been going on. There is a weird addition to fu- to fuck watch uh, in the last, the most recent episode that I saw, which is kind of hilarious because it's the most wholesome of t- fuck watches, but it's very fraught with like just uh, the impact and. Uh, in implications for the two characters, but like, uh, there hasn't been like a ton of fuck watch recently because, uh, in these last few episodes, Fran has gotten a therapist to deal with her issues with uh, Maxwell, which is actually like, kind of, like, actually really progressive of them to be like, yeah, she she's seeking therapies to so she can like figure out her figure out her shit with with why she's completely obsessed about this man who's clearly, I mean, pining for her, but obviously is not in any way, shape, or form ready to make a commitment. Oh, my God. Isn't her therapist like Dr. Joyce Brothers? Uh, it's a man. She she had uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers for, a th- she, like, met her once uh, in, like, a past season for some reason. I can't recall. Okay, I was going to say, I just, I, I, all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, Dr. Joyce Brothers was definitely, like, a therapist at one point, I thought. Or, like, was there. She was there. I think she met, she met with Fran for, like, an, one episode for a reason. Got it. Yeah. But the episodes that I managed to catch this week, uh, we got to meet a young John Stewart, who plays, um... Uh, a love interest for Fran who turns out to be her cousin and they don't find out until after they've dated totally made out they go to a mutual cousin's wedding and find them both in the wedding party (laughs) and you're like oh no and so Max was like you need to see a therapist (laughs) and that's what happens he starts paying to see a therapist (laughs) I'm perfect. Um, they <laughs> there's a uh, speaking of fuck watch, the addition of fuck watch between Fran and Maxwell. This and this this one episode is very similar to their fuck watch at the uh, towards the end of last season where they like have ping pong sex. They have uh, card sex in the form of solitaire in in episode fourteen, because <laughs> she, she like during the course of the episode, her best friend Val and CC both end up be- getting boyfriends, and she stupidly uh, agrees to go on a double date and becomes the fifth wheel on the date, and clearly. Uh, has no business being there. She she was miserable the entire time. But she comes home and um, Maxwell is like playing cards or whatever. And she's like, yeah, it, it went fine. It's okay. And Maxwell's like, but it's eight, it's 8 o'clock. She's like, 
no, it was a disaster. It sucked. I didn't want to be there. It was, it was all sorts of horrible. And so he's like comforting her saying like, oh, you're really brave for doing that. You must really, you know, care about your friends to put yourself through that. Um, and so like, he's like, you just need to get your mind off of things. And she's like, what should I do? And he's like, oh, well, I was playing cards here. And she's like, oh, you were playing cards by yourself? It's like, how do you play, how do you play cards by yourself? He's like, oh, it's like I was playing solitaire. And they're like, they like play solitaire kind of together. And Fran's like, oh, you should put this card here. And then you could put this card here. And like, it was like, oh, you could put the, you could put the queen all by her lonesome on top of the king. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then Max, and Max was like, oh yeah, that, that, that would work. And then I could put this card here. And then he like starts getting into like a weird frenzy. He's like, then I could put this card here. And then Fran's like, oh, and then you could put this card here. And then this card and this card. And they like frantically like finish a game of solitaire together. And <laughs> Maxwell makes the comments like, oh, look, see how I finished so quickly. And I'm like, oh no, not the premature ejaculation joke. <laughs> I mean, to be expected, though. <laughs> um, and the fuck watch between the the most recent fuck watch edition is not between Max and Fran, but between Niles and Cece. They make a special edition, Jeez. special edition fuck watch edition because, um, uh, like. Cece was, uh, gets dumped by her boyfriend and was going to an award ceremony and she's like, oh, what the hell? Asks out Niles and sees if he can accompany her. And the, uh, the end of the episode just shows them they're like kind of slow dancing in the kind of like um, near the fireplace to like some jazz music. And it's like super ridiculously wholesome because they're like really kind to each other. And she's like, oh, I... I I didn't realize you'd be such a gentleman tonight. And he goes, in typical Nas fashion, he goes, yeah, I was about to say, say the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, they have, like, a truly, like, wholesome moment together. And he, like, dips her. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, the most wholesome fuck watch of to date. <laughs> right. Because it's, like, there have been, there was a, a moments in the past where, there was, like, some heat between Cece and Niles. And this is, like, the one moment where there, it's, like, truly, like, like, some semblance of a functional kind of relationship or the beginnings of a functional relationship or things were, like, quite normal between them and often actually quite sweet and gentle. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, this is, this is very, like, pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> This was like instead of like fuck watch being such so horny, it was it, this time it was like it was very romantic and very like loving, <laughs> which is not un, which is very unlike fuck watch, <laughs> right? This is this is the most unfuck watch fuck watch. But but that was okay. That was fun. That was fun. But we're getting close to the end. We're getting closer and closer to the end of the the season. I think we're we're still uh, a few. We still have quite a few episodes. I think like six or so episodes left. So, um, 
We'll be getting a season finale soon. Yes. So, stay tuned. All right, and on that note, let's take a break. Bow, bow, bow. I don't see you walking children in nature. Oh my God, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 0202-1378. Guess who's back in the house? Guess who's back in the house? Peanut, 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 must peanut, be peanut, jelly peanut, cause peanut, jam peanut, don't peanut, shake. Peanut. Must be jelly cause jam don't shake. We're back. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's definitely one thirty in the morning. <laughs> and we are delirious. Delirious. That is what we are. We are delirious. A couple things coming up. That's kind of cool. Um, we finally got a teaser trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> and the real winner of that trailer is Natalie Fucking Portman. Oh, she on. is swole. Yeah, she is. She's been hitting. She's been hitting. The, you know, she's been working on her fitness. We're her witness. I mean, have you seen that? Like, there's been like a, like photos of uh, like and like little videos her of her walking around like, like offset like, like going like from like trailers and moving around and stuff. And her shoulders, like, are like hunched. Like she's walking around like that bro like bodybuilder in the back of the gym. She's like, I'm so swole. Like it crazy. She looked good though. Yeah, we get a glimpse of her fine, uh, holding. At the end. Yeah, right at the very, very end. We get a, a little glimpse of her holding Mjolnir. Thor's. And not, not, just, not just any Mjolnir. It's the one with all the cracks in it. The one that Hela broke in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It's Thor's Mjolnir. Former, former uh, god of thunder. Now, just a, just a man figuring out who he wants to be. <laughs> right, going on a journey. Going on a journey also, of self, self-discovery. Also, I love that it feels like Marvel is just trolling Chris Pratt at this point. Because Chris Pratt goes to a notoriously non-inclusive church. And... You just have this, like, beautiful moment of Chris Pratt telling Thor to, like, you know, just look the person that you love the most in the eyes, and you know you'll always have that support. And then his face, like, just goes, and he's, like, just piercing blue eyes staring right at Chris Pratt. And he's like, I didn't mean me. He's like, oh, no, I mean, I was just listening. But it was very, like, one of those and kiss kind of moments. Right. And I just, like. It's silly. Marvel, Marvel, I, I, are you trolling Chris Pratt? Because if you are, I'm here for it. I think it's hysterical. 
Yeah, we but, see, but we do yeah. we see a lot of the guardians in this in this teaser trailer at the very least. So one can only assume that they play some sort of pretty decently large role in this movie. At, I would say, I, I I don't think so. I think they're going to be out within the first like so? 30 minutes. I think that they're there, they're with Thor while he does his training montage to become hot Thor again. Uh and and then they peace out to go go do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I mean, yeah, that could poss- That's entirely a possibility for sure. Because these teaser, because tra- like what I've noticed from Marvel is that when they release a teaser trailer, the teaser is only the first maybe twenty to thirty minutes of the movie. Ah. Typically, and I would say that the. Uh, the reveal of Jane uh, being the mighty Thor. I think that's the only thing we got that was past the 20 minute mark. I mean, it is a, it is a teaser for, for a reason. Like we don't really know what extent we see a little bits of, uh, what's her name? Valkyrie. Yeah. Holding it it down in uh, new Asgard. Asgard. King Valkyrie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, who also looks bored as fuck with her job. She's like, I did not think that this, all of this politics shit was what I was going to have to deal with. I don't, I don't know if I got bored as it was just like, she just seemed really like in a stance of contemplative, like deep thought or like she was like going mulling through something. I don't know if I got necessarily boredom from her face. It seemed like she was in some like deep, contemplative like state, but she was very much like, uh, at the head she of the table. She was a boss bitch though. Yeah, she's still she's still boss bitch status, um, uh, and we see. I'm trying to remember what we just get, just random clips of just random junk, random stuff. Like, so uh, stuff and things. Um, in that beginnings like bit on the trailer when we see the uh it's the voiceover and we see like the many stages of Thor running. Did you clock like the original like eighties Thor costume? Oh, and, and on one of the on the skinny Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one of them because like with the wings on the helmet, like the oh, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Otherwise, yeah, no, I'm really excited for this movie, though, like, um, especially because we're getting it so soon. Yeah, like, in July. Like, you said, we get, multi- we get Multiverse of Madness uh, in beginning of May, and then just two months later, we get Thor, and I'm like, Yaz, Queen Yaz. Now, was this the, originally the their plan to release I'm assuming because of COVID things had to be pushed back but like I can't assume I can't imagine that they planned having Multiverse of Madness being so close to a Thor originally um I can take a Pixies let me see um
Because I would assume <laughs> that, like, everything was pushed back, but, you know, having two months between, I mean, last year we got Black Widow, that was what, in April, March, April? Yeah. Um, hold on. So, um, Multiverse of Madness was originally, as of the uh, 2019 Comic-Con panel, um, Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out May 7th, 2021. And then Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to come out May, or was supposed to come out November 5th, 2021. Yeah, so it seemed like, it was clear, so it was clearly like COVID things, and post-production. Yeah, so they're supposed to come out, well, they're still supposed to come out the same year, but they were supposed to come out several months apart. Like, it's uh, uh, the difference of, like, almost, like, what, five, six months? Yeah. Like, as opposed to, like, the two months that's happening in this this time around. And we're still, like, Wakanda forever. Oh, and we're still getting, yeah, November 11th. That, that's slated for this year. this year as well. Yeah, so we're getting... Yeah, November 11th. So... I mean, I think they're at this point. They're just like, let's just get these fucking movies out so we can get get moving forward. Because it seems like that's what we're doing with their with their Disney Plus shows. Because we're getting a Miss Marvel pretty soon, a Miss uh, uh, She Hulk pretty soon, right? Yeah, that uh, we haven't gotten a date for She Hulk, Miss Marvel, uh, according to this. I, IGN website that I'm on. Miss Marvel's supposed to come out June 8th. And then a month... So, May, we get... Uh, May... According to this, it says May 6th, but we're seeing it on May 5th. So, I'm going to say May 5th. May 5th, Doctor Strange. Miss Marvel releases on Disney Plus on June 8th. Thor Love and Thunder releases in theaters July 8th. And then the untitled Halloween special, which I think is supposed to be Werewolf by Night, is going to be Disney Plus 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, November 11th, 2022. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Disney Plus 2022. And then She-Hulk is Disney Plus 2022, unnamed date. So, I mean, we're, we're getting a ton of... Disney a ton of content, Disney Plus content, in addition to finally getting all the COVID backed up movies coming out. Yep. So like we're getting, we thought last year we were we were spoiled. This year we're just being showered with with content. Thank you, Daddy Feige. Who love we love a shower of content. Um, but speaking of our, uh, overlords in the House of Mouse, um, today, uh, today being, uh, April 21st, um, the second Buzz Lightyear, uh, trailer for Lightyear came out, and the movie's coming out June 17th in theaters only. It'll be the first Pixar movie to be released solely in theaters all year, <laughs> like since COVID. Yeah. It looks cute. Um, it looks really good. Yeah. And then there's like, I really love the el- adding the element of like time travel in there because I wasn't expecting that. 
Right. You're just like, okay, we're t- traveling back in time, meeting with, uh, or forward in time, technically, because don't we meet the granddaughter? Yeah, of, like, yeah. his, like, buddy. Of his, and like, partner, yeah. I love it. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be um, really cute being a movie based off of a movie that a toy was based off of. Yeah, I, you you explained it to me several times now. I still don't. I'm still not sure. Sure, I understand what this, how this movie places in canon. So it is a movie that is in the Toy Story universe, and I will leave it at that for my brain. <laughs> you know what? And that's fine. That's all you need to know, and that it looks really good, and uh, Chris Evans is crushing it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, my penis does not know how to uh, respond to Chris Evans coming out of a cartoon, so we'll have uh, some identity crises to overcome with this movie. <laughs> That's fair. We'll we'll let you we'll let you figure that out. I will go on my but own. But I'm excited for on my own discover, uh, self, journey of self discovery. Yes. Um, but, uh, I decided I can't wait. So many things to see. Yeah, so many fun uh, things. So many things, and let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. Um, we're gonna have fun. I'm excited. Um, but hey, we made it to the end. To the end. To the end. So, um, hey, thanks for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyasterpinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at nobodyasterpinion. And guess what? As of this week so far since last Sunday, I've posted a TikTok every day. Oh my god. Our TikTok has content on it. You are like a TikTok master at this point. Holy Um, shit. One of the TikToks that I posted got twelve thousand. Oh, I got twelve hundred views. Ooh, ooh. we're famous. Um, Kelly Clarkson, and it's a really stupid. And it's also a really stupid TikTok. It's literally me going through like, or no, holding onto one of my lipsticks that I got from Kimchi Chic Beauty, that has like a pop top, and it's me clicking open the pop top going. This is my new lipstick. It does this. And then I go, "Ah." and I say that I like it. And yeah, people are just like, yeah, we'll watch that shit. That's just entertaining. Um, So thanks, Kimchi. And um, a shout out to our unpaid intern, Natalia, who took the time to like record all of these with me. So, but, um, but yeah, follow us follow us on TikTok because I'm actually doing shit with it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Joey Snow two thousand six and you can follow JJ. Piano Man underscore zero five. Follow our unpaid intern Natalia at the Third Rule Creative and our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. Rate us and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast and tell your friends to check us out. Join us on days that we release podcasts. That's why you follow us. If you like and subscribe our podcast, you don't have to worry about what days we release episodes because it'll just tell you. 
it'll, it'll pop up and say, hey, hey, friends, your 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 podcast best friends are here to talk to you about gay things. Oh. <laughs> you want to hear more gay shit? Listen to us. Listen to us. Click subscribe. Um, but yeah, until next week, um, laters, gators. In a wild crocodile. Bow, bow, bow. Forever dog. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Give me a... <laughs>